0: In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options. In this episode, we will be talking to Sue Rush, whose daughter recently completed an apprenticeship. I'm Naomi and I work for the University of Suffolk as a higher education champion. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to receive upcoming episodes. We will be talking to apprentices in industries such as engineering, accountancy, healthcare, and many more. Sue was interviewed by my colleague Tiff, who also works at the University of Suffolk. In their conversation, Sue talks about what it's like to support a child going through the application process and why an apprenticeship was the right route for her daughter.
1: Today we're joined by Sue. Thank you so much for joining us. Could you tell us a little bit about your role as a parent ambassador?
2: Yeah, last year I was recruited by Jack Massey,
1: who works for the University of Suffolk. And the idea was to recruit a group of parent
2: ambassadors to give a parent's experience and view of the process of sending your children to university. And we attend open days and campus events and parents' evenings just to chat to the parents, really, and the students
1: but give a parent's point of view, really. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure that's really helpful, especially for a lot of parents who haven't sent their child either to university or haven't been through that process with apprenticeships either. With relation to that, how did you approach post-18 options with your daughter?
2: When um, Ellen was in sixth form, they did a presentation about university. I can remember going to that talk and then it got the conversation started between me and my daughter about what she wanted to do, really thinking about it. Um, and she, we went to the talk and she just said to me, oh, I I don't really want to go to university. Um, I think she preferred to go down the working route, but with training, because she didn't really know what she wanted to do. And so it's very difficult to
1: choose a university course when you're not really sure what, what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, there are so many options out there, um, especially as a parent, you know, in your shoes as well, it must have been difficult to support with, with that decision making process at the time. Um, so, you know, when you were making those decisions, how much did your daughter know? Or how much did you know about apprenticeships? And how did you decide or weigh up an apprenticeship over going to university? We looked into university
2: and we looked into other options available, the apprenticeship. And we found out that you could do all sorts of levels of apprenticeships, including um, degree ones. So you could still get a degree and work and get the work experience. So we did talk about all those things, but it was easier because my daughter didn't want to go to universities. You had to really dig into looking for them because we didn't really get an awful lot of input into apprenticeships. So that was the difference that The colleges, or the college she was at, Thickborn College, seemed to tell you all about university,
1: but there didn't seem to be as much information about apprenticeship. That's interesting. So how did you, as a parent, how did you support further? Where did you look to find that information and to weigh up those pros and cons about university or an apprenticeship?
2: We uh, looked on just job sites, really. She signed herself up onto job search websites and I think we coincided with, there was a levy um, that the government had introduced that year, actually 2016, to encourage the quality and availability of apprenticeships. So I think she caught the beginning of that. So there were a lot of apprenticeships available when you actually look. Yeah, so that's how we started.
1: Yeah, so it seems like you have to do a lot more independent research. How did you find that? How did your daughter decide what sector she wanted to go into?
2: Well, it's funny. um,
1: I don't think she
2: really knew. She just was looking for a job. There were lots, And because she didn't know what she wanted to do, she decided to look into business administration. There was quite a few of those, but in very varied roles, you know, very different companies. So she actually signed up to a training provider and they helped her a lot. So she gave her C V to them and they would contact her and say, Oh, I think this apprenticeship would suit you. And she just
1: went from there and applied for jobs from there, really. Okay, great. So that was kind of her main point of information at the time. Yes. What sector did she end up getting into? Well she got offered two jobs that and this is where the
2: training provider was very good at protecting her and she had no experience in things that were being offered and she got offered one role that she had to do too many hours and they weren't going to provide enough hours for her to study so the training provider sort of said to her yes you've been offered this job but they're not really listening to my guidance so they were very good and she avoided a probably a tricky situation because when you're 18, you probably haven't got the confidence to say, well, actually, I need this amount of time for study. And I think she just would have been swamped with the work and they would have just used her as a, an extra person, which is not really what you want really for your child to have the training and education alongside each other. But she eventually got offered a business administration apprenticeship in a conveyancing and law local firm. And she did the business administration but then they offered her an opportunity to do some conveyancing training and she ended up doing exams in some exams in law and accounting so and you could do that up to degree level so she was with a good firm yeah so she got a really good opportunities that led on from the initial apprenticeship so she sort of done two really
1: that's fantastic Just quickly going back to what you said about the provider that wanted to offer a role that wasn't necessarily in her best interests, Would you say as a parent that that is something that you were wary of before this process or something that you learned might have happened?
2: Yes, any company or business can offer these friendships, but it doesn't always mean it's going to be a good fit for your child. And I think my daughter was so enthusiastic and she got all these offers that she got a bit, you know, got a bit excited and which is understandable you know she wanted her career to start but actually taking time to just maybe in reflection to write down what what you really want from training experience and be very careful and mindful of what your aim is rather than just taking the first thing that's offered which I think a young person might do or she did not every young person do that as a parent i yes i think you need to really keep the communication open to just be careful what they're you know signing look at their contracts maybe with them just in that first instance when they're so young so yeah we learned as we went along
1: really you've answered my question for me i was going to say what would your tip be to parents who are in that situation with supporting but i think you're absolutely right keeping that communication and, and supporting them going through the paperwork and that kind of thing because like you say if it's their first experience of that they'll be looking to you for the support. So moving on a little bit. So how did you as a parent see that your daughter was finding the work study balance of the apprenticeship?
2: Oh, she she really loved it actually. Um because she was used to being at school and you're very you're very
1: very busy at
2: school. You're you're doing your work at school and then after school you're expected to do homework and things. So I think to go into training on the job is sort of just a continuation of that. And she, she's very organised. She, that's why it suited her so well. She just loved it. So she got all her notebooks and ring binders and she was getting all organised. And she'd revise in the evenings. But she also had time during her work day. They set aside uh, so that she could have her mentor come and, and just check she was doing okay. And she could, she did get the opportunity to do some studying at work as well,
1: which I think you should get. Yeah, she loved it. Sounds like she had a lot of support from her mentor and from her apprenticeship provider to to make sure she was doing that studying, which is really important.
2: I think for a, a young person, not maybe quite the focus they could. Sort of let that slip a bit because it is self-directed learning which you sort of build up to in sick form but uh, again is if you went to university it's more self-directed but it depends on your child's personality really they might need more help than others but she was she just did it herself but that is something to bear in mind and the help was available online and you know she could ring or email anytime oh so it, it was there the support was
1: That's great. Sounds like she had a really good experience during her apprenticeship. What steps did she take after her apprenticeship? Where is she now? What's she up to now?
2: Well, it's really funny because she's just recently got a new job and I I do believe her training she's had helped her get this job. And she is a Suffolk Apprenticeships Coordinator, which is a new role and a new group uh, that's been set up by Suffolk Council and they and they're going all over Suffolk to promote apprenticeships for young people who have been left a bit in the lurch this year with with the COVID situation. And hopefully they'll be able to guide them. And they've got they're setting up a website and an app. It sounds fantastic, and she's so excited about it because they said to her, "Well, you you've done this, so you can speak from experience." And um, they also took on someone that had just finished a university course so you know the two of them are about 21 22 years old but the girl that's just come out of university they've put her with the students but because of Ellen's experience in the world of work they've placed her to find the company talk to the businesses. so that has I'm sure that helped her get
1: this job and she's loving it absolutely that sounds great it seems that her apprenticeship has complemented the job that she's doing currently do you think that she thought about that when she was applying for her apprenticeship or did she choose something that was quite broad or open
2: yes i think business administration is a good starting point because it's very broad she did do a little bit of the conveyancing, the law and things like that, which I think is a very respected sort of area. So law, she did a bit of accounting. All those things will probably help you get into a multitude of industries and businesses. You can, you know, you can chop and change. I think we work so many years these days that you don't. I wouldn't sort of corner yourself into doing one thing. And, um, you know, doors will open with the more experience you have, I I believe.
1: Definitely. The reason I ask that is young people believe that vocational qualifications or apprenticeships have to be tailored towards one career path. But it seems like the example of your daughter, that within your apprenticeship, you can do a multitude of things and they could also lead to a range of different jobs. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, definitely. Because no experience in in working is a waste of time, in my opinion. When she was at school, she worked in a hairdresser. She worked in a fast food place and she worked at Tesco. So all of that, I know you do those things when you're at school. If you work somewhere and and someone inspires you, I think that's the whole point. Looking around and thinking, well, how did that person get there? And they've got a story and then you talk to someone else and you're meeting all these people. And one of them could very well inspire you, you know, to something you hadn't even thought of
1: just discussing a little bit more about the apprenticeship itself as well obviously one of the benefits of doing an apprenticeship is that you can earn while you study whereas when you go to university you're paying your student fees and you accumulate normally a student debt other than that what would you say for her were the benefits of of doing an apprenticeship
2: as I've a- Said um it's experiencing the world, how the world works, and where you can fit into it, and discovering things about yourself by having to manage situations, even challenging, difficult situations. That's how you grow, and that's how you gain experience. So, if you if you went for an interview, and you've been in a job like Ellen for years, you could easily draw from your experience an answer to that question to impress those potential employers. Whereas maybe if you've been to university and not really worked that much, you would possibly struggle more to sort of get on, you know, and get jobs in the first place. So I think the experience and being around all different age people and different uh, people that have been in different industries and talk would be a huge advantage
1: that's great. With um, Ellen, did she complete her apprenticeship to a level six or to a level four? How, how did she go about doing that? And where does she stand with it now?
2: That's a good question. She
1: did the business admin,
2: which was level three. And then she did the conveyancing one, which was to level four. And she did an exam at the end. Um, and she thought, right. And she thought about what she wanted to do. And she thought, well, I'll I've taken all I can from this company and it gave her the confidence to go and look for something different. She felt like she wanted to change, but she could go back to it and easily do another couple of years and she could get her level six. But, you know, when you're younger, you want to look around and think, oh, is there something else I would like to try? And that's how she felt. So she just went on her feeling, really. But she's still got a qualification or two qualifications uh, in four years and uh, she could she has got the option now to go on and do in law and conveyancing level six if she wanted to in the
1: future that's fantastic it's great to have that flexibility one final question just to kind of sum up if there was anything that you could say or advise to parents who are in your shoes when you first started this process whether it's to do with the application or funding or anything to do with supporting your child through it what would you say?
2: Knowing what I know now I would recommend that you always have an open conversation with your child uh, they might feel like there's an unspoken pressure to do a certain thing I think because parents were all guilty a little bit of that whether it be you must go to university or you must indeed get a, an apprenticeship. You know, either way, we have an unspoken bias as parents and we need to just listen to our children and tune into what, what they really would rather do, but then keep the communication going and just guide them a little bit with where to look. And now there's so much information out there. Like I say, my daughter's website apprenticeships website, go on the UCAS website, they've got a whole section on apprenticeships. There's so much information out there. And you can just look together, look separately and then have a chat. But always just keep talking about it.
1: it. Yeah, good luck to everybody.
2: There is so much more information and help out there now.
1: Definitely and now you're part of that bank of resources and help that's going to be available. Thank you so much, Sue. Your insight has been really helpful and informative and best of luck to your daughter in her new role. Oh,
2: thank you very much. Thank you for listening and
0: don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com takeyourplace or on your favourite podcasting app. You can also find us on Instagram where we are at takeyourplace underscore he, on Twitter at takeyourplacehe and on Facebook at facebook.com slash takeyourplacehe. You can also email us with any questions, requests or just to let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.